0: Uh, first and foremost, is to find a mentor. Find somebody who has what you want, is going where you wanna go, willing to mentor you how to get there and listen to what they have to say.
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's uh, grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a founder of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with uh, patents, trademarks, and everything business related. And if you ever need help with anything, feel free to reach out to us at strategymeeting.com. Now today we have another great guest on the podcast, Josh Payne and uh give you a little bit of a background so he uh kind of grew up and his entire life revolved around baseball and even got a baseball scholarship but then had a injury that uh, kind of ended that uh, dreamer that career and wasn't able to play at the same level. So went back to school and got a degree. Started working in the golf industry and uh, and had uh, someone that was kind of a bit of a mentor kind of give him some advice as to you know which side of the counter do you want to be on and how do you get from the side of the counter that's on the set on the one side to the other. And then he'll share a little bit more about that. So left the golf industry, got into the financial industry a bit, and then um, had some things that he said weren't you know weren't going or people weren't managing as well or weren't working as well in the financial industry, decided to make a bit of a change on that and kicked off the business and went from there. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Josh.
0: Appreciate it, Devin, man. Excited to be here. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. So I gave kind of that brief high-level introduction of kind of your journey and a little bit about it, but let's take it back to kind of your life when your life revolved around baseball and that was kind of where you were headed. And uh, tell us a little bit about, about your journey.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, I'll tell you what, since I was five years old, uh, baseball was uh, really my purpose in life. And mm. everything I did revolved around playing at the next level, whether it was going from you know playing in the, the youth sports to playing in high school and then from playing in high school to playing in college and then from playing in college to playing professionally. Ultimately, the goal play, to be to play professional baseball. And as you mentioned, um, I mean, things were on, on track, uh, ended up having a great college career, hall of fame, all this stuff at the school, division one college school I played at, but all of that changed one day with an injury. And as it happens to so many people, I think it certainly did for me when that injury happened, it was like the, the purpose in my life was, was stripped away and ultimately kind of fell into a a depression you know I didn't know what I was going to do in life I did what everybody said to do which was to finish the degree and and go out and get a good job that was supposed to provide for the family and that's where I landed in the in the golf industry Um, let me
1: before you dive too much but going back just a little bit to the the you know baseball and that was a trajectory and then having to reassess when you went and did that you know, first of all, I'm sure it was hard to having your dreams dash a bit or, you know, that was where you're always planning and where you kind of visualize yourself. But as you're saying, OK, that's no longer an option. I can't play at the same level and I'm not able to probably compete where I'd want to. How did you step back and kind of figure out where you did want to go? I mean, you talked a little bit about going into the golf, but how did you kind of was that a opportunity that came along? Was it something that excited you or kind of, you know, what how did you make that transition from here's my dream to I have to shift my dream over here?
0: You know, that's a great question. And I don't know that I've got the exact answer on that, other than I was a fighter. I was mm-hmm. always an underdog. And I knew that I was not gonna sit around and do and just and just you know live a, a purposeless life. I enjoyed the game of golf, and I knew I was gonna be able to get into an environment where as I look back on it, I saw the ability to be around successful people. And I think that that had played a big role in it. And mm. though maybe that's not what, what was the primary driver, I knew that success was around that environment, right? I came mm. from humble beginnings. I didn't have a lot of wealthy mentors or anything like that. So I knew I had to, to find an environment that would uh, put me in a in a in a position where I could surround myself with some some great people, and ultimately, uh, that's what took me on that trajectory.
1: No, makes make sense. And I, I think that, you know, I think the idea of let's, sur- you know, surround yourself with the uh, successful people or other people that are in the position you're wanting to be makes sense. And so you, you got into a bit of the golf industry and I think started working at a golf course and kind ha- of had somebody have a conversation as to how to get from one side of the table to the other.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I'm I here in the Silicon Valley. Uh, hmm. I ran very high-end private country clubs, ultimately for 10 years service some of the wealthiest people in the world, right? All the tech founders uh, in, in all the companies that run the, run the world and, and, and a lot of very successful entrepreneurs. Mm. And as I got into it, I realized that, you know, they put their pants on the same way I do. I, they get dress the same way I do. I said, now, what is it that separates them from me? Mm. And what I realized is that it wasn't the money. Although they had a lot more money, certainly, than I did, but it Mm -hmm. was the specialized knowledge they received on how to acquire that money. That was Mm -hmm. the big separator between where they were at and where I was. See, that specialized knowledge enabled them to do some things that provided an incredible life. The mentor you speak of had built and sold a couple of companies and was in his mid-40s and completely financially independent and clearly that was a result of what he learned growing up that I didn't hmm. and in that environment what I decided was I was going to learn as much as I could from them to figure out how I could do the same thing knowing that hey we're both there, there's nothing different other than what they had up here hmm. and a few years of of success in in, in their business and that's ultimately what I what I wanted to be able to uh, uh, put into my life. And and to be honest with you, man, I'll never forget the day that we had that conversation. Hmm. And it ultimately set me on track in my entrepreneurial journey, which was, which was, we sat down, we had just played golf. And here was a good thing about, about being able to play the game of golf and being a PGA member. And is that no matter how much money they had, Hmm. I could do something physically that they would never be able to do, which was, I was a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. And so they enjoyed having me around them on the golf course. You know, we built relationships and, and, you know, I would help them and teach them and a lot of them were students of mine. And, and so yeah. that afforded me time and association with successful people. And at lunch, after we had played, he said, Josh, I want to have lunch with you. And this was such a turning point in my life. And we sat down and he said, you know what? said, Josh, you're incredible at what you do and in, in running this facility. But he said to me, Devin, he said, if you continue doing it the same way you're doing it, hmm. earning your income the same way you're earning your income, you'll never have what we have. And that was like a, a you know, a dagger in my, to my gut. I'm like, wow. hmm. man, here I was, I wanted to to, to create that. And he said, look, said all 350 members here they all come from different backgrounds they all come from different industries they all come from different uh so uh, uh economic backgrounds originally he said hmm. we all share one thing in common he said we all work for ourselves he said there are no employees here and that was such a turning point and he went on to say he said what you need to do You got to figure out the way you're going to go from being an employee to getting into business. Mm -hmm. You need to find a mentor who's going where you want to go. You can look in his eyes and you know they're going to get there Mm -hmm. and they're willing to show you how they did it. When you find that person, I'll never forget this part. He said, You unhook your little red wagon on whatever it's hooked on. You hook it onto them because they're going to they're gonna drag you to the top. That's
1: that's what I do. So now let me, because, you know, giving that advice, and get it's a turning point. Now you have to figure out how to actually do it, right? In the sense that you can have somebody that gives you all the tips of success until you actually figure out how to implement it. It doesn't do you any good. So you get that advice advice or turning point, you know, first question is, is, did you go out and quit your job the next day or did you stay there for a bit? But, or, but, you know, kind of on that, how did you figure out who the person was that you were going to follow, what you are going to follow them and kind of start to implement that idea?
0: That's a great question. And, and, and the reality was after being an, a mentor now in, in the financial space for over 13 years, there's a huge difference between, between receiving advice and putting it to action right? And nice. that's really the separator as a mentee, uh, or, or somebody who's receiving the advice between uh, success and staying where you're at is that is that application of the knowledge. For me, it wasn't overnight. I understand I came from a from a very uh, humble beginnings, right? And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of work I had to do on my mindset. Mm. And so what I started to do is I started to formulate those thoughts in my mind I actually then the next step is I made the decision to leave the golf industry simply because it took up so much time when you're serving that level of clientele there's a lot of expectations and if I was going to make that transition somehow I had to free up time to find what I was going to do so I, I actually became an athletic director at a high school for a short amount of time to rebuild an athletic program Mm-hmm. And when I got there, then I had time, and I started looking. And I was introduced to that mentor, who's changed uh, my family's legacy forever now. And when I met her, I, I decided I was going to get started. I started part time. I was part time for almost two years. And and for me, I again never having been in the entrepreneur space. My wife was a teacher. Probably one of the most conservative careers, as far as um, mm. you know, uh, entrepreneur-wise, a, a teacher is about as the opposite side of the spectrum in terms of their um, views on on security. And so, what I did is, I got started. I got all my licenses. I started uh, having a lot of success in the industry. Um, well, let me
1: how long about how long was how long did it take you to make that transition from kind of the day that you had the realization of, you know, wanting to move to the other side of the counter, finding someone that would be that person that would mentor you and be able to give you that advice and be able to figure out how they did it? How long was that transition?
0: It was about a year for me. It, mm. it was a year because I I just didn't have the time there. So I had to, you know, economically, we live in a in a very um, expensive area of the world. And so I had to find a position to transition to that would provide economically uh, Mm. for the family. And so that took some time. But as soon as I got in there, it was about five months and I, and I got started. And so I'd immediately, you know, all the stars aligned. I had been introduced to the industry and I got started about five months after landing the new position as an athletic director and at which point it was about you know uh almost two years that I was part time learning making money, saved a hundred percent of my part time income to the point where I had enough money where I could then go in resign for my job, come full time in uh, in our business
1: hmm. so you take that year, you kind of make the transition, figure it out now. How did, you know, during that year, how did you find the person to hit your wagon to, so to speak, or to be the mentor? And then how did you start to build or build your own kind of business around that?
0: Great, great question. I, I met a lady when my wife was shopping. Something, by the way, because it happened on Saturday, I would have never been with her on a Saturday afternoon if I was still in the golf industry, right? So it took a series of steps. To get to that point where I was able to meet a lady, we were having a conversation because her husband was shopping and my wife was trying on clothes and we were sitting on a couch in Macy's. Mm. And we just started talking and, and she, you know, we hit it off and she gave me her information. And, and I went home that night. I'm like, you know what? What do I have to lose? Let me check this thing out. And so we got ended up getting together. It took a couple of months to get back together And then she got me in front of the right person, which is today my mentor uh, to this day that, uh, that we work day to day and hand to hand together. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when I started, you know, transitioning in part time.
1: So now, and so you start to transition to part-time and you kind of say, okay, I'm going to get in the financial industry. I'm going to do that. How, you know, so now you make that transition, you get into there. Was it something that was exciting it was all success and all up, you know, all, you know, downhill from there, or how did that, once you, you know, you start to make that transition, make that decision, how did it all play out?
0: Great question. So, so I got started part-time, had the success. left my career, resigned from my position, come full-time, and right when I came full-time, the Hmm. bottom fell out of our country in the financial industry, right, which was right at, right as the the financial crisis hit, and and the ripple effect hit, and and hit for a couple of years, and it was like, I couldn't believe it, the success we were having, uh, all of a sudden, you know, we went through a really tough patch, and and I, I was like, man, am I going to go back and get a job again? Uh, I'm, mm. I can't picture myself walking back in with my tail tucked between my legs to that guy that I resigned with. That, you know, I could see him looking at me thinking, you'll be back. You, you don't know what you're leaving. Mm. And, and I had a decision to make.
1: Mm.
0: Through those tough times, I had a decision to make. Was I going to give up on our goals and dreams? and go back to a life where I knew I would never be able to accomplish them, or was I going to buckle down? Was I going to get tough just like I did my entire career playing the game of baseball and go after our goals and dreams? And that's the decision I made, and we persevered and pushed through, and thank God we did because that's where we're at today.
1: So you, and so that kind of brings us up to where you're you know you're at today so to speak now kind of looking again almost into the future a bit next 6 to 12 months kind of where do you see things going where do where's where do where will things head for you
0: Absolutely So at this point in our career 13 years later success recognition I looked at our business and, and our lives and I really made the decision that it's time to take that, that success we've had and really turn it into impact. Hmm. And what I mean by that is this, and in particular in the financial industry and in, in our space, we've developed a core mission as it relates to impact that we wanna we want to there's been a, a discrepancy or, or, or a, a, a um, unequal opportunity and access to financial literacy in our country. Mm. So as we look forward over the next 12 months, two years, five years, it really comes down to our core mission now of, of delivering uh, equal opportunity and access to financial education and literacy Uh, as well as career advancement through entrepreneurship across all economic borders. Hmm. I I really believe, Devin, that this is our calling, that it is a ground up, it's it's a bottom up movement. It's not gonna be a top down and Hmm. making sure that we're able to, to get out and serve as many people we can to the core principles of proper personal financial management so that they have a chance in life, to be mm. able to, you know, fulfill their goals and dreams for themselves and the family.
1: So no, and I think that all makes that makes all makes perfect sense, and I think that's a, a fun direction to be headed in. And I think certainly uh, people you know are in need of that assistance. So now, as we kind of transition, so we've kind of brought it up to you know what your journey is and a little bit where you're heading in the future. Now looking back a little bit, I always have two questions I hit at the end of each podcast, so we'll jump to those now and chat about that a bit. So along your journey, um, what was the worst business decision you ever made, and what did you learn from it?
0: So. I think that the worst business decision I made was to think that I was bigger than the system, Hmm. the system being the mentorship and guidance and success track record that had been laid out that had a 30-year track record. And to think that I was bigger than that at a period of time that that I'd had a little bit of success and and I knew more and to think that I was going to to, uh, walk the line on my own and waver from the track record of success that had gotten me to where I was Mm. and ultimately uh, slowed our business growth down and The the correction was to recognize that, and I think this comes back to some of the core concepts of of mentorship, right? And and to be a great leader, you've got to be a great follower. And uh, leadership is huge for me. And I just I I reassessed and realized, look, if I'm going to be a great leader, an example, and model, and mentor to people across the United States and in our in our agency that I needed to be a great follower of the system that got us to where we were. And as soon as I made that adjustment, business picked back up and, and had this continued on the path of success.
1: No, I think that you know that's uh, definitely. I think something good to learn from you know make the mistakes we l- are made and the and the things that uh, you know that we can always improve on. So now that jumping to the second question, I always ask, which is now if you are talking to somebody that's just getting to a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: One piece of advice I would give them is a, is a couple of things, and and I think that each of each of the, the has has some sub points too. So number one, uh, first and foremost is to find a mentor. Find somebody who's, who has what you want, is going where you want to go, willing to mentor you how to get there and listen to what they have to say. What I know is this, when people are getting into entrepreneurship, there are a lot of outside factors Right, And those outside factors, there could be family, friends, the environment we have been in. And what we have to understand is that when we accept advice from somebody, we immediately accept their quality of life. Mm. So it reminds me, when I got into business, I had plenty of people that were telling me, "You're, you're crazy, leaving your good, secure job. Well, look, what I realized, Devin, is they didn't have the life I wanted. My mentor, on the other hand, she had the life I wanted, and I had a decision to make. Which one was I going to let rent the space in my mind? And I realized it was going to be the one person that that had what I wanted. So that would be number one, is to understand that who you listen to is very important. Find that mentor and be extremely coachable, like the question you asked at the beginning. Put it to action so you can get the results. The second thing is is reminds me of the story of Tom Watson, when he founded IBM. Mm. And IBM during its time was the biggest company the world had ever seen. And their, their, their annual uh, revenue was $59 billion a year at that point in time. And somebody asked Tom Watson, you know, how did you build this empire? And I remember hearing the story of Tom Watson and what he said, he said, there were three things we did that nobody else did. Mm. So number one, before we ever started building IBM, I had a picture of exactly what I wanted in my mind when it would be finished, of exactly Mm. what IBM would look like when it was finished before he ever started. The second thing he said is that once I knew what it was going to look like, then I, I pictured and figured out exactly what the people were going to look like that were going to deliver the mission of IBM when it was finished being built. So mm. it was the picture of IBM, then the picture of the people that would, that would uh, run the company. And then the third thing he said that I think is so important for somebody getting into business, he said, I realized that a big business is nothing but a small business that kept doing the right things. Hmm. And so my second piece of advice would be to have that clear, concise mental picture, right? Uh, Napoleon Hill talks about that in think and grow rich. You got to have a clear, concise mental picture of exactly what you want and then have that detailed plan and understand that if you execute that plan, The only difference between a big business and a small business is a big business is a small business that just continued to do the right thing. So give it time for the efforts to compound and grow. Hmm.
1: So no, and I think that's, that is a lot (laughs) of great advice, a lot of things to parse out. And I think that, you know, people to take the heart. I, I like the idea of, you know, really the way that you get from the small business to the big business is not a earth shattering. It's not a You know, very seldom do you just have a earth-shattering idea, such to the point that you just go into the big business right out of the chute. It's really doing the things that the big, or you know, doing the correct things as a small business until you reach that. So, I think that's that's a great takeaway. Well, as we as we wrap up, if people want to find out more, they want to use your financial services, they want to be a client or a customer, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to, to connect up and find out more?
0: Absolutely. So three ways I'll give you. Number one is uh, my direct contact phone number is area code 408-220-4590. That's my direct contact. Uh, contact phone number my email is josh at josh b Kane, spelled p-a-y-n-e dot com or you can find me on instagram at at josh b payne, and those would be the three ways that you can locate me and and find me and love to love to connect and talk to anybody who uh would like to get more information
1: All right. Well, I definitely encourage everybody to to connect up, take advantage of of your knowledge and uh, be able to find out more about what you do. And with that, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell, we'd love to hear it. Just feel free to apply to be on the podcast by going to inventiveguest.com. Also, if you're a listener, one, make sure to click subscribe so you know when all the awesome episodes come out in your podcast player. And two, leave us a review so new people can find us as well. Last but not least, if you ever need any help with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, just reach out to us at Miller IP Law. We're always here to help. Just go to strategymeeting.com. Well, thank you again, Josh. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure to have you on and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last.
0: I appreciate it, Devin. Thank you so much for, uh, for this opportunity.
1: Absolutely.